This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. It's the most wonderful time of the year. We'll have playlists and pitches and movies with witches and houses of fear. It's the most wonderful time. Yes, the most bacon sale time. Kent and Joel's favorite time of the year. (laughs) So scary. That was wonderful. We're so excited though, right? Thank you for being excited for us, Zach. I'm excited. I'm ignoring the tune and applauding the lyrics. <laughs> Bacon Cell. There we go. There we go. Welcome to Bacon Cell. I'm Joel. I'm Ken. And I'm Zach. We'd like to thank you for listening to our last show, our Baskin Robbins Menu Quest accomplishment. Now, now, here's the thing. How is that a thing? Every year, we, well, for the last two years prior yeah. to this, we had that sneaky episode. Uh, the last episode of September yeah. was like we did the Cryptid show. Yeah. We did Stephen uh, King. Stephen King. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like this lead in. Little sneakies. And so this year, you know, we did the Baskin Robbins show as a lead in. You know why? I scream. So subtle. And we planned that. It was absolutely planned and not something I just thought up a minute ago. And it's scoopy. (laughs) Scoopy. I will. I'm barred from saying spoopy. I will not say it. (laughs) I will not say it. But hey, I wanted first off, shout out to the art. Which was fun because it was us being goofy. Yeah. Um, this, this gal, Christy Western, said, This photo, it captures exactly what your podcast personalities are. Joel, wholesome dad of the group. Kent, just here to offer some smolder. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Zachary, the goofy little brother. I love bacon. <laughs> Thanks cereal. for allowing me to use that picture of you. Yeah. Like just trying right. to eat the ice cream in one bite. Uh, I believe it was Sam who commented that I looked like I uh, had never eaten ice cream before <laughs> and wasn't quite sure how to proceed. The opposite uh, is true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Spencer, you know, once upon a time, he was a listener. He was. For yeah. a very long time. He said, my favorite flavor is baseball nut. It's probably the only good thing about baseball. Sorry, Sam Ma. Yeah, wow. Oh, I was there was, there was actually back and forth there. there for a bit. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Farron said, there might be something wrong with me. I want to go try your worst ranked flavor to see if it's really as bad as you say. It is. People wanted to try uh, the controversial uh, beach, beach day. day. People wanted to try pralines and cream because they never heard of it or didn't know it existed or so never bizarre. had it. It's wonderful. And people wanted to have the worst flavors. We have too much power, gentlemen. <laughs> Far too much. <laughs> but not an affiliate deal with Baskin Robbins for some reason. No, no. no, we don't have that. And then finally, I just really liked this perspective here from Natalie Allred Nuttall, who said, I worked at Baskin Robbins for three years and feel the need to clear the air on this one thing. Baskin Robbins ice cream is not made in store like it is at Coldstone, the superior ice cream place. It, she says, not me. I don't mm-hmm. know that I agree with that. I'm a handles man myself. It's made at headquarters and shipped to them. That probably has a lot to do with flavor variations between the stores and its inferior texture and grocery store flavor. Even so, wow. they do make dang good ice cream cakes. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I just thought it was weird that she's like, it's not made in the store. I'm like, I, not many ice cream places do. Like, it's you buy it in the store. Probably it's the best the ones are, though. Yeah, well, no, yeah. it is nice. Cow in the back. Cow in the back, yeah, milk in, in the, the freezer. Cow. Yep, yep. We're going to Jacob's Ice Cream Store. Is that <laughs> yeah. what we're doing? Indeed. Yeah. Also, uh, gentlemen. Yes. It is officially October. October. <laughs> did you guys know the Halloween's on a Monday this year? Oh, that's did you the your, worst. Did you put your I hope we don't mess that up. No. no. Hey. Speaking of Dumbledore, hey, hey. wow! Uh, we have uh, if you if you didn't listen to last week's ice cream episode, you may have missed this. So we're jumping into it now. 
We're doing a giveaway because it's October and we're excited about it. Yeah, we are. Kent Kent and I have a a huge love for the the spooky season of October and all things Halloween that are included in it. And Zach is learning. I'm going to have a cute family costume this year for Halloween. Do you know what you're going to be? We're going to be Jurassic Park. (gasps) I love it. You're going to be Jurassic Park? No, the kids are dinosaurs. And my wife and I are are Dr. Grant and Dr. Sadler. Oh, nice. Is she a doctor? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, she's a paleontologist. There we go. Anyway, but we have, uh, we announced a giveaway last week, which is that we are giving away a pair of tickets to the Fantastic Feast and Festival put on by the Utah Metropolitan Ballet. Yes, we are. Because of our close ties with the Utah Metropolitan Ballet. We're very cultured. We enjoy stretching. We do. We do. And tutus. Wait, we're not in the ballet. No. Right? Right? Well, this is like no, Quickwit's no. Night. <laughs> oh, no. But, but this is not a ballet. This is a, an event where you go yes, to it's, uh, it's the, the Wadley Farms Castle in Linden, mm-hmm. Utah. And you get to enjoy a feast and have kind of this immersion into the wizarding world of Harry Potter. There's uh, animals there, like mystical creatures, and they have uh, a store where you can buy wizarding things. I think there's entertainers there as well. It's a, it's a very popular event. This is their fourth year doing it, and we're giving away a pair of tickets so you can attend this event. It goes from the 24th, 26th, but you can go on the 26th. Yes. Uh, so we are giving away a pair on social media. If you go to our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, you will see a post where you can enter, and there's a specific way to do so. So see, look at each post, and if you enter in all three, hey, you triple your chances yeah, of winning. Limited time, though. Jump on it. Yes, this, yeah, there's still time to do it, but it's going away soon, and we will announce the winners uh, on October 5th. Yes. We're going to announce it. So it's a pair of tickets for the listeners, the lucky one that wins the contest, and then we also have a pair of tickets for one of our patrons. Yes, because the patrons, we just want to thank them for being patrons of Bake Itself, so we're also giving a pair of tickets to them as well. Different pairs. These are two separate pairs. Any tier. Yeah, just for being a patron. <laughs> Any tier. We're appreciative. Yep. Speaking of patrons. Oh! <laughs> we actually have a new patron and an upgrade. So our new patron, everyone welcome, Jay. That's Jay. All is. Jay. Jay is a tier one listener. In a tier three tier. You're a tier one to us. Yes. Jay, thank you. I'll tell you what. You're about to go on an emotional journey with those Pagan Bits. Feel free to go back in time. And there's a lot of fun adventures there. Yes. 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 Pagan Bits are little, little mini episodes that happen almost weekly, but we don't guarantee weekly. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we uh, thank you, Jay, for being a patron of Bacon Cell. We appreciate your support. And we also have a huge upgrade, guys. I don't know how this happened. I think Patreon has some bugs. I don't know what's going on. It's, it's quite broken. Because <laughs> we, we try to lock down the Bacon Council, but somehow there's an opening. And uh, we got Glow Clint Daniel. Hey, he joined us Glow for the Lord Clint. of the Rings show. I guess Everyone, she had a good time. Every, yeah, right? I she hope didn't so. Hate, she didn't hate us after being here. I think hey. she liked the praise of being on the Lord of the Rings show because the show is pretty great. It's well received. So yeah. she went from I'm the listener to the Bacon Council. So welcome. Well, uh, welcome. Glow. I don't know how this keeps happening because seriously, seriously we actually try to lock it down there are no spots left on the bacon <laughs> council and she's somehow people are sneaking returned. in i don't know sneaking in the back door but we, we thank you and welcome, welcome everyone but thank you yes. for the support glow we appreciate that and thank you jay and thank you listener uh because we're excited to start the spooky season yeah because we're not talking about patrons or ice cream today <laughs> what are we talking about today zach we are talking music specifically can we're you gonna say have, that more creepy we're please. gonna have no we're gonna have a party it's going to be a party. Is that how you speak when you're about to throw a party? We're going to have a party. No, this is, I'm going to do the DJ voice. Yeah. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, that's, you got to do that. That sounded like you were like a captain of an airplane. <laughs> that's, that's how it works. <laughs> you got that long, let's look at some music today. For a party. For a party. Halloween party. A Halloween, Halloween party. Because before we have done a soundtrack and fears episode, we're, we really were trying to create this spooky atmosphere, creepy mood. And it worked. It was actually kind of evil. I'm not going to lie. It was a fun show. Yeah. It was, but this, it, one, this one will be the opposite. 
Yes, because we want to do something. We're going to kick off the Halloween season like people would kick off a Halloween party. Mm -hmm. And we have a list of songs that we're going to have on Spotify. You can look at our official Spotify playlist at BaconCell.com. We'll post it on the social media as well. But where you can play this and enjoy a little uh, Big Excel, uh, I would dare DJ say party. we are creating the mood for everyone's Halloween parties to come. I think this is a great playlist, given give or take some of my choices. Now, of course, <laughs> <laughs> now of course, uh, as always, we probably should talk a little bit about that because we had uh, well, we talked about this idea. Yeah, we all talked about okay, how many songs do we want to submit? Mm-hmm. And Zach What's the and perfect I, Halloween number? Zach and I were both like. I have like 87 songs that I yeah, can, I have I can a, submit. I have a go-to four-hour playlist. Yeah, I have a yeah. huge <laughs> playlist of songs of, of Halloween. I, I do have a fast Halloween and like a instrumental Halloween yeah. and then like just a whole mix of everything Halloween. Yeah. I have multiple playlists. Because as much as I may not be the most enthusiastic about like scary movies and creepy things and haunted places, I absolutely love Halloween music. Yes. Me, on the other hand, here's me. I mean, picture this, arms folded. I know that's hard to picture with me. Yeah. I hate Halloween music. <laughs> I like, Which is weird because I like you love one Halloween. Song. I love Halloween, but I like this, the fear of it all. I hear stuff, and I will be talking about this as the songs come up, and I'll try not to be the Halloween Grinch here, but I will be because I don't like a lot of the overly cheesy stuff. Well, because a lot of Halloween songs... But they're classics, obviously. They are, but a lot of Halloween songs are cheesy or mm-hmm. kitschy or, or goofy or gimmicky because they're novelty songs. Yes. Oh, you mean like if my uh, stepkids had made this playlist, which would consist of Perry Grip's Haunted Cupcake, uh, Wonderful. the entire Haunted Mansion score, and then for some reason in the Hall of the Mountain King? I love that one. all over the place. They should have been on this show. So, But also we want to point out that we're not... We're not choosing today the moody elemental trying to create a scary mood. Right. A variety still. Yeah, a variety. We're we're doing these are not, for the most part, they're not instrumental scores. Uh, They are uh, with lyrics and a hook and a beat. Like this is, these are party. Like that you could play in the background, for example. Or or you could dance to. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm just saying, you could jazz up your party with the theme from Tales from the Crypt. Totally. Or Beetlejuice. Or Beetlejuice and whatnot. But we are not going down that Omen. direction today. You know? No. Uh, no, no. There are no. different parties. There are no. parties for that. What Mr. party Dunn? is that? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> but we, after much debate, we then... <laughs> it was, honestly, all of us were very stressed about this. It was this. killing yes. my darlings. Like, I had my whole playlist. I condensed because it down Because you had to, to cut it down to what? Well, I cut it down to 20 songs. Uh-oh, stop And then it. I put it on there in the playlist. And I'm like, okay, guys. We finally decided what we were going to do is we were going to create a playlist of 30 songs, 31 yes. songs because oh, of 31 days in Halloween. Yes, of course. So we said that's evenly boom, 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 10, 10, 10. But when I got to it, I was like cutting down my playlist again and again and again. And I got to 20 songs and I put them on the playlist and I was like, there's my 20 guys. Um, you want to steal some so I can keep them on the playlist? <laughs> so like Zach maybe stole, like I stole three, two, three, I and stole two. Stole two. Yeah. And I was like, that's not enough because then I still had to cut down other songs. That I like uh. to get it down to 10 each. Now, 10 plus 10 plus 10 is 30. That's good math. Wow, so, that's quick. Thank you. I did that in my head. But wait, how I many lied. do we have I have left? a calculator. One. Oh, one. Because when you say Halloween music, there really is one song that stands out above the rest and should be played when and you is say played. The song? Do you mean the song, song of songs? songs. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> because, well, you know, we mentioned another Halloween song was a complete gimmicky novelty song. They didn't do Pat McGee past the first round. Somehow, Thriller by Michael Jackson became a huge entity in that other show that we did. 
but we decided that it is. It's it, a built-in song for the playlist. It's got to be played at every Halloween party. I think there's right. a law now. There I is, think there's yeah. an executive order, I think, just barely. Yeah, the Halloween police will take you in. They will. But, so we are including Thriller on this list, but this is Bacon Cell's Halloween Party Playlist brought to you by Thriller. <laughs> None of us picked Thriller because we it was just a given. Yes. But it's going to be on the playlist that you can find at Spotify.com. Love it. So... There we go. We each each have our 10 picks. Well, let's tell everyone what they're going to have at their future party this month. Yeah, you should play this. You could have a a pretty sweet hour 57 party. (laughs) Actually, that's a perfect time to go to a party and be like, I'm out of here. But then what about the rest of the person that's throwing the party? Oh, yeah. They got to clean up. We got to start this playlist off strong because, again, people are going to be there waiting. Yes. But, you know, like like we got to sprinkle some good ones in in the middle because people show up late, Kent. (laughs) <laughs> All right, I will start this off. This is kind of my go-to playlist starter. You know, I've, I've, I've Halloween playlist starter. This isn't like your, oh, every party. This isn't your date I, starter. No, this is my Valentine's Day is my Halloween playlist <laughs> every time. <laughs> that's yeah, Kent. Not good. That's Kent yeah. with Night Call. <laughs> yep, that's it. <laughs> now this is yeah. I've you know I've thrown a Halloween party or two. I've uh, been an event DJ before, and I feel like this song is a great starter. It's not particularly fast or slow. It just gets the right vibe. Somebody's watching me uh, from Rockwell. You're like, now wait a minute, Rockwell. That that sounds like Michael Jackson singing. It is Michael Jackson singing. This song is done by Rockwell, uh, who is the son of Motown CEO Barry Gordy. Ah, there we go. So this is an uh, an executive son yeah, who's nepotism. singing on a track, basically. But well, a his great sing, track, his singing voice is not the best because no, he's kind of no. talking through it. Is it the mailman watching? <laughs> well, Rockwell was estranged from his father at the time and uh, living with uh, his father's ex-wife. And uh, anyway, so it's a, kind of a, 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 a weird situation. Well, spooky nepotism. <laughs> basic, basically, that was in your band name. No, 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 no. That was, ta- that was taken. The okay. Guy, the guy he was living with, they started, put this track together, and Mr. Barry Gordy is less than enthusiastic about it. Well, then they loop in Michael Jackson to sing this hook, and then Barry Gordy's like, oh, no, now it's good. Well, he Let's was right, because the song wouldn't really be a thing without the hook. No, it's actually a very kind of, I don't want to say bad song, but it's not a great song, and then right. the hook comes in, and you're like, yeah. It works. And so, Although think, the opening riff is very good. It well, is. The riff is good. When With Rockwell's vocals, it, it gives that like... I am spooky Halloween. And then it's actually a good singer who comes in. And I think it's what ties the song together. Again, it's got a good kind of mid-tempo vibe. Uh, It's got that, that who's watching synth stuff going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, And again, it's, it's, I think it's a really good start to your playlist. The song came out in 1984 and it will be listened to on my playlist for the rest of my life. What a great way to start the party, Zach. There we go. It is. What do you think, Joel? My pick I chose here is... It's not going to make Kent happy because it is definitely one of the more corny songs on my playlist. Okay. But I think it needs to be this. And suddenly, to my surprise, he did the mash. He did, he did the, the monster mash. Now, I want you to picture this. Mesh. Kent, you can't help it. Kent, you don't know you're, where you're going. You, you walk into this place and then you look, and this is literally the song in any movie. You walk into a Halloween party, this song is playing, the camera pans around, shows the punch, shows all the people no. in costumes, yeah. and you're like, oh, 
This is a Halloween party. No, this is what I picture. Oh, church gym <laughs> with some paper mache pumpkins on the wall. Is that root beer over there? Oh, yes. dry ice root beer. So this is kind of the one, and, and you know, you're going to have to have chaperones at the party, too. And they're oh, going to love this because this came out Every in 1962. Sure. Oh, I am so pleased, by the way. You guys know mm. how we farmed out, like you guys stole songs, and we farmed yeah. out someone I had to, to narrow it down. I have a song from the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, and the 2010s. Yeah. It was so the OCD nice. The is strong today. It's very nice. But this song is funny because this hit the number one on the Billboard Hot 100. What? In 1962. Number one. And it was just kind because of Because there were just no other songs that came out that year? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> like, people genuinely liked it. In fact, it, can, it entered the Billboard Hot 100 chart again in two, 2021. Number 37 on the Billboard Hot 100. Monster Mash from 1960. Like a remix? No. How do you dance to the Monster Mash? Is you it do, like shucking and jiving? No, it actually, it was, it's called the Monster Mash because at the time there was a song called the Mash, or the dance move called the Mash Potato. Yeah. Where you kind of move your arms up and down. Okay. And that's kind of what they, that was the play is you do your arms like monsters up and down. Listener, Joel is definitely doing that motion right now. Totally. Yeah. But this guy, Bobby Boris Pickett, his name is Bobby Pickett, but Boris, because he does this Boris Karloff impersonation. Boris. He was with another band. He did the Boris Karloff impersonation. They're like, that was hilarious. The audience loved it. And so then they decided to write a song kind of with him doing this Boris Karloff impersonation, which Boris Karloff, if you don't know, uh, he was Frankenstein in the original 1930s Frankenstein, yep. uh, but a very famous voice. You'd, you'd recognize if you heard it. Uh, the voice of the Grinch in How the Grinch Stole Christmas. But this song, I feel, is a classic. I would be... So if it was not on a playlist... We need to give some homage to the original OG Halloween Party playlist, especially if we're giving giving Thriller so much love. You're right. Monster Mash some love. Uh, And Kent, if you don't like that one, I highly recommend listening to the Misfits cover version of Monster Mash. It's it's kind of this really fast punk version. It's a lot of fun. Okay. So... Maybe we'll have to add that. You're trying to win me over with Monster Mash? Uh, well, with that one, I think you'll like it more than this one because it, it is corny. It is cheesy. Not Joel, as corny as uh, Monster's I, Holiday, the Christmas follow-up they did for uh, this song. Ooh. That's whole album. Or Monster great. Rap, which came out in 1985 by Boris Pickett. Monster, Monster Rap to the... Monster <laughs> no, Rap? Is that how it goes? That. Not I it. am not the biggest fan of this song. I do think it's really kitschy, but it has to be there. It, it has to be. Here. I wanted to give... Like, uh, I'm, not, I'm not angry walking into this party. I just go, oh yeah, of course. It's yeah. it's a little cliche, yeah. But sometimes that's a good thing. Yeah, well, that's gonna be case, half of this playlist. Yeah, well, I think be real. That's yeah. true. That's true. All right, Kent. So we've uh, we've set up the party. We've established it's a Halloween party. Why don't you bring us down? Look, I'm not gonna bring you down, but I'm also not gonna play a Halloween song. Oh, okay. Love it. So um, this is hits will roll by the yeah yeah yes. Is this a Halloween song? No. Well, not I mean, really. It talks about off with their head. So it's off with your head. Dance till you're dead. Yeah. And the song is sung by the point of view of the Queen of, Queen of Hearts from Alice in Wonderland, which is kind of cool. You sure? Right. But then, That's a costume people wear. <laughs> true. But it wasn't till the video, and this video is hugely popular. Oh, and I, it's so I love that most of these songs have very entertaining videos. Yeah. I mean, going back to the, the pinnacle, which is Thriller, the music video has a werewolf dancing right in front of the band. Yeah. And ripping apart the audience and, and the, the band, but, but it's in all a stylized way. Yes, yeah. it's... It's just glitter and flare. Like every time he slashes, like you see glitter just go whew, red glitter kind of fly around. Yeah. And, and it's so it's not fun. bloody, no. but it's still werewolf tearing people apart this in is a one, colorful way. Uh, this was one I actually would put in like a, a, a phase one of horror movie training. Because Wait, my, the song? Yeah, the, the music video. Because my kids would watch the music video and it's a scary werewolf because he is 
kind of scary. Yeah, yes. But it's also this weird, bizarre kind of safe environment of it's a music video. Everyone's okay. Yeah, but this one, I feel like it deserves to be there because it also has the right vibe. And if you want to get people on the dance floor, oh yeah, this is a great song for that. This will definitely get my body moving. Body moving. Okay, I'm turning body the song off in. immediately. All right, Zach, what do you got next? I'm going to ask you a question. Do you want to keep dancing or do you need to hit the punch bowl? I actually, the party's so early. I do want to keep dancing. I haven't lost the energy yet. Okay. So there's, uh, there's probably a couple songs that people are like, oh, that's going to be on there. One of them is probably the Monster Mash. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. This is another one. Yeah. So this is Dead Man's Party. There we go. Yes. Uh, by Oingo Boingo. Now, specifically, this is a version I like. It's from their uh, Boingo Alive album. I noticed. I noticed on our playlist you chose the live I version. I chose the... Well, it's not a live version. A live se. version, It yes. was... Um, yeah, it was from Boingo Alive. Uh, anyway, it, they, they recorded a, an album in studio as if it were a concert, sort of. Okay. And they just kind of changed it up a little bit, changed up the instrumentation. This one starts with a lot of like horns yes. and stuff. That's how you know that's the good version. This is the best version then. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, the longer version. It's Blade it's Runner, version. Final Cut, Director's Cut. Exactly, because okay. this is over six minutes long as well. It's, yeah. it's meant to be just a funky dance song. Uh, but this is a Halloween classic. It's definitely a song that you hear. I mean, I heard such a good hook played all the time. You know, while I'm waiting in line for haunted houses mm-hmm. and things like that. You know, it's it's always uh, just kind of a, a part of it. And honestly, you know, this is done by Oingo Boingo, but it was frontman Danny Elfman who went on to be the Tim Burton's. You Would know, you consider him genius. king of Halloween? I have always said Danny Elfman is to Halloween as Bing Crosby is to Christmas. I would I'd support that. You can yeah. just put on... Uh, I, I have a two-disc a compilation set of Oingo Boingo songs. You could just put that on at a Halloween party, and you're set. Even if it's not talking about Halloween, it's the vibe, kind of with, with your song, Kent. Right. It's the vibe that you want. It's got this sort of creepy, macabre uh, feel pretty much at all times. Uh, but this song was released in 1986, and it's it's really been, been a hit for a long time. It, it was from the Dead Man's Party album. It was the third single from that uh that album but it's it's just it's a signature halloween song it's got this upbeat energy it's a little bit quirky a little bit spooky has oingo boingo always been creepy like always leaned that way or was uh did a certain song kind of set him off on that path no I, I as far as i've seen they were always a little bit um kind of this madcap okay yeah um, almost vaudevillian theatricality sure to their, their music. and this led right into it uh, yeah for sure okay so uh, this, to me, was one of my favorite songs as a kid. I remember, you know, listening to it, uh, you know, really loud in the house and always having a good time. And uh, like I said, it's, it's, for me, a signature Halloween song that uh, goes listened to many a time. Some real bangers to start with. There we go. Now, so, well, when we talked about this, we, we kind of know what each other's songs are because we were trying to hold it down to that 30. Mm-hmm. But we didn't discuss the order. So I have to ask, how do you guys feel about Back to Back Boingo? Love it. This is Weird Science by Oingo Boingo. Came out in 1985. Danny Elfman in the front again. Now, this was released on the film soundtrack. Weird Science. You guys remember that film? Oh, yeah. Oh, where they made Kelly LeBrock? Yes. Uh, That's how she was doing that, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, and it was also on their 85 album, Dead Man's Party. This was number 45 on the Billboard Hot 100. It was their, it is actually their most successful single. Which is a bummer for Danny Elfman. He does not like it he as hates much. It. He, he wrote says, it in his car in like five yeah, minutes for like John, John Hughes. John Hughes asked him, hey, can you write this uh, song for me? And he literally wrote it in his head as he was driving home. Do you like this song more than he does? I think I, it's oh, a bit definitely. simple. 
Oh, totally. Yeah. And that's what he says. He says his musical style is not what most of the band is about. It's not really part of their repertoire. They don't they don't really play it that often, I guess. Right. No. But I thoroughly enjoy this song. And I think a Boingo back to back would be just fine because you go from Dead Man's Party and then have the DJ kind of mix in weird science into it. People are dancing. It's sure. one big fun party. One big Boingo party. Yeah. And I don't think you can get too much Boingo because like we talked about earlier, you could put on an album, any album of Boingo Boingo, and people will be like, yeah, totally sounds like a Halloween, sure. Halloween party playlist. Yeah. I'll be so. honest, not the last time he's going to appear on this list. <laughs> what? We'll save, we'll save it on for later. A triple Boingo? What? Well, we're going to have a triple Boingo right now. What? I am just kidding. Guys, Okay. <laughs> I'm exhausted. I just danced through two Oingo Boingo no, songs, need and I'm a terrible dancer. Yeah, I need to go sit down. I'm going to grab some dry ice root beer, hang out yeah. with my friends, and I just want to hear a song that I can kind of laugh at the lyrics to. So this is a new one. I would actually call this guy the new king of Halloween. (laughs) If nothing else, he's the prince waiting to take the reins from Danny Elfman. A lot of people may not know this guy unless you follow him on Twitter. His name is Nick Lutzko. Yep. And this song is called Unleash Your Spirit. Now, Kent, (laughs) you chose this one. Yes. But this is actually this. I love this song. This is actually the sequel song to the Spirit Halloween Thank theme you for song. saying it. That is actually the first line in the song. Yeah. This is the sequel to the theme of Spirit Halloween. Because there's another Halloween. whole song that came before this. Yeah. And so over the past couple of years, there's this guy who is a recording artist and he's semi-popular. Nick Lesko. Yeah. And, uh, but he will just release basically homemade music videos of him playing. And he has a band mm-hmm. and it's him kind of having a nervous breakdown. Well, it starts out kind of normal. Yes. And as the music video progresses, he gets more and more insane and then starts spouting conspiracy theories at the end. <laughs> right. Right. And so in the first part, the one you're talking about, he actually talks about, talks about being in contact with the store, Spirit Halloween. Yes. And he says, I will become an affiliate, basically. So every mention or every like I get, they're going to give me money. And then the song becomes about how Jeff Bezos has killed Barnes & Noble or Sears <laughs> and how he's <laughs> how so Amazon, mad. Yeah, destroyed but Spirit stores. Halloween is so great. And in the sequel song, the one I chose for the playlist, Unleash Your Spirit. It's actually a better, like more fun song. And that's why I chose it. You got that. And this one is all about he made hundreds of thousands of dollars from Spirit Halloween that he went back to the store and bought all the animatronics. And then has them all in his house. Yeah. And it's and so, scaring his grandma. So if you watch the music video, you <laughs> see everything that you could buy at Spirit Halloween in his house. And Krampus is on the keys. I feel like this guy Go on. made a joke initially about how he was going to get sponsored by Spirit Halloween. Yeah. And then he actually did. Yes. And then made this song. And it's also just bizarre and hilarious. Yeah. And it gets to a bit bizarre conspiracy theory at the but end. But because, Kent, because I, I, as I listened to our playlist, kind of just going through the songs, mm-hmm. this one came on, I was like, that's right. And so I actually added this one, the original Spirit Halloween, and Where Did the Gremlins Go okay. to my Halloween, my, my actual Halloween Spotify But playlist. there is currently, and that is up until he may release a new Halloween song this year, because it's may. been about every year. There's actually one where it's the post-apocalypse, and he wants Spirit Halloween to take over the the planet because it's kind yes. of a desolate planet. Yes. And it's there's a story being told here. This one keeps it relatively simple, where basically the uh, mannequin Jeff Bezos is attacked him and locked him in the basement. <laughs> it's so weird. But it's a hilarious But it's so song. fun. And it's not like, yeah, you could dance to it, but it's more like, ah, that's a fun song. That's a total novelty song. Th- this is a definitely a, sip, a stand by the punch bowl and yeah. chat with each other and they'd be like, oh, this is funny. Yes. So yeah, Nick, let's go. Everyone check him out. Pretty fun stuff. You guys are great. We're but, make, but we're making this whole story thing up. It's great. So I guess while we're at the punch bowl, I like this. So I am a fan of more classic sounds. I'm a fan of old school kind of R&B, old school jazz. And this song, it's goofy, has a great vibe. Check this one out. Yeah. 
I like this because I'm still taking a break, right? Yes. This is a punchable song. And I just want to yell. So much better than the... Bette Midler version? Yes. Really? So much better. That's a bold take, Joel. So who sings this song, Zach? This uh, this is I Put a Spell on You by Screamin' Jay Hawkins. And if you really listen to the song, you'll see how we got the name. He does start screaming. Just literally starts screaming in this song. But um, so this was a song that was released in uh, 1956. And this was actually <laughs> selected as one of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's 500 songs that changed rock and roll. Really? Or rather shaped rock That's and roll. Really? Did yes. he go on to do anything else? Not really. Not that I know of. No. Okay. Nothing, nothing big. This sure. is certainly the biggest thing. This is kind of a weird song how it was put together. Hawkins had originally intended to record I Put a Spell on You as a, quote, refined love song. Uh, a blues ballad, if you will. However, the producer, Arland Maxson, brought in ribs and chicken and got everybody drunk. And we, uh, this is a quote, and we came out with this weird version. I don't even remember making the record. So it's it's the product of a, of a party. Of ribs, uh, chicken, and, and alcohol? Team. Uh, yeah, he's, he says, uh, Jay Hawkins says, I was a, just a normal blues singer. I was just Jay Hawkins. It all sort of fell into place. I found I could do more destroying a song and screaming it to death. And it became his thing. <laughs> it did. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, Joel, you don't like the Bette Midler? Hocus I Pocus think so. You don't like screaming Bette Midler? Okay, here's the problem. <laughs> that song is... N- <laughs> It's non-diegetic, and they try to force it to being diegetic. Like yeah. the fact that they're making it like, oh, here's these witches. Oh, they're going to go up on stage and sing. Oh, they're putting a spell on everyone. Doesn't ever work for me. That part of the movie is one of those weaker parts where I'm just like, not nope, not buying that this is happening and everyone's going on with it. The song is fine, but there's negative association with it. And then I listen to this one, and it feels more Halloween. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. truthfully, the reason that I know this song is because of that movie. You know, really? I, uh, yes. Oh, I mean, well, I'm just a child. I'm a child. That's right. It was yes. Still, <laughs> I, I, I still am. You sure. are the generation the other one, of the Sanderson you know, sisters. Uh, Frank Sinatra is bewitched. You know, yeah. was is on my personal playlist because of Hocus Pocus. You know, it's sung in that movie. Again, this version is it's got that when a, a man with a strong voice is just laughing maniacally, you're going to have a good time. <laughs> I think that's a good quotable quote by True. Zach. <laughs> All right, it's time to get everyone back on the dance floor and All let's right. get them back with a vengeance. Oh, there we go. Everyone's coming back. Dig through the ditches and burn through the witches. I am in the back of my Dragula. So I don't like many things by Rob Zombie. Movies? No. Most music? No. He has a few good songs. uh, White White Zombie Zombie does. does. Yes. But to Rob Zombie, this really is like his best selling. It is his best selling song and it's probably his most well-known song. This is Dragula by Rob Zombie from his album Hellbilly Deluxe. It's funny because it comes from the the drag racing car of Grandpa Munster from the TV show The Munsters, which was called Dragula. Yeah. So this campy, fun, family-friendly sitcom from, you know, way back when is now this hard rock amazing beat song and it has such a good feel to it but it's somehow palatable as well yeah yeah because a lot of his music isn't but this one is really fun to listen to it's got a good hit it's got a good hook yeah and he said when he was recording this it was one of the last songs they did for the record if they threw together it fast and it just kind of worked and they they could have left it off the record or not they didn't really care and then it became such a huge hit it was in the matrix yeah that was kind of weird to think about this movie being there Several just, video games as well. Yeah. It has this cool kind of little, like, you know, almost theremin kind of opening. Mm-hmm. And then you hear Christopher Lee's voice saying superstition, fear, and jealousy. And the beat comes in 
and you're like, this is a pretty fun beat. And then it gets even heavier as the song goes on. So much fun. Let's get people on the dance floor and really jumping up and down and moshing and sweating to Dragula. Okay. And since we're talking about goth kids, because I feel like that fits, <laughs> we're going to go with this one next. I mean, so recognizable right there. And you take a little pause right people there. People are like, oh, should we dance? Yes, let's dance. And it's weird, right? Because it has this Middle Eastern but 60s vibe because this came out in 1966. This is Paint It Black or Paint It Comma Black, which was a typo, by the way, but somehow the comma stuck. Was? Yes. Paint oh. It Black. Yeah, so it wasn't meant to be there, <laughs> but by, by the Rolling Stones. Punctuation matters, kids. <laughs> now, granted, this isn't really a Halloween-y song. In fact, I would say Sympathy for the Devil with the lyrics Woo-hoo. is a little more centered that way, but I feel like the vibe of this song belongs on a Halloween party playlist. Yeah. Good vibe. Yeah. And I feel like Mick Jagger is maybe like the original goth kid because basically he sees a red door. He wants to paint it black. And no colors anymore. He wants them to turn black. He wants to blot the sun out from the sky. He needs a hug. Yeah. For real. I really liked this follow-up song, Welcome to the Black Parade. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's great. It's when I was thing. a young man. And I was. No, we're not a young, young man. man. <laughs> That's not on any playlist. Do we not have this on the playlist? No. no. That'll be for our goth show. That is I'm not so a Halloween in. song. <gasps> Emo playlist show. Yeah. I'm in. But I guess it's from media that I've experienced, like Twisted Metal back in the day. Yeah. Twisted yeah. Metal Black, this is the theme. Uh, Stir of Echoes, this is part of it. And it's just been in TV and movies as a creepy song. And it stuck with me. And granted, the song is about like a line of uh, cars going to a funeral and there's like a hearse and everything like that. And it's just dark in nature. And I love it. It's one of my favorite songs. Of all can I tell you, can yeah, I tell you too, how too. I know it? How? I'm pretty sure there's a French version in the movie Talladega Nights. I think you're right. And, I think you're right. And I, I'm like, this song's really cool. And I looked it up and was like, oh, it's a cover of a Rolling Stone song. That's how I found that it. That is. Oh, but you do you like the original the most? Oh yeah, but I okay. actually really like the cover that's in in uh, Talladega Nights too. Love it. So it's so yeah, once song. again not totally Halloweeny, but I feel like it gets the vibe right. Yeah, because sometimes sometimes it's about the lyrics, sometimes it's about the music, and sometimes it's both. Yes, but I think this definitely has a good vibe. Love it's, it. It's a fun party song, definitely. Yeah. All right, Zach. All right, mine and this feels a little bit weird, but so I didn't have a lot of songs from movies, but I definitely do have a couple. It's really weird to have a song from a Christmas movie, but I'm going to, I was saying a Christmas song at the beginning, so I might as well do this one as well. So this is a good build up, a good yeah. vibe here. As soon as I heard that, as soon as yep. I heard that, I was like, I know what this is. Ah. It's so swampy. So this is uh, Oogie Boogie song, but it's a cover from the psychobilly band Tiger Army. Which is funny because, I, I mean, to put a Christmas movie like this at Halloween party, that's just weird. It's crazy. So I, Although you did pick one of the songs that's like primarily talked about like this Santa is Halloween. Claus. Yeah, but like, it's it's like we're going to eat Christmas. Yeah. I li- he also only does the boogie parts. He doesn't do any of the Santa parts, which I thought he was does kind of not. interesting. But he I feel like not. we need rockabilly representation. For sure. In life and on this playlist. Definitely. <laughs> well, and, and specifically, this is the Psychobilly band. I'm going to jump to a little bit later in the song when it kind of starts to go nuts. This is my candy right this here. This is the like, ah. Uh, this there is when you're like doing little. So, I mean, so wait, are we skanking? Are we skanking? Absolutely. Let's okay. I'm also old and I'm tired. <laughs> I love this so much. Yeah, this song. So it's it's really interesting. This came from the Nightmare Revisited um, cover album, of Nightmare Before Christmas. I underrated honestly, me. I don't like Nightmare Before Christmas <gasps> nearly as much as I like 
first of all, the music, and second of all, covers. Like the movies. Are you a fan of uh, This Is Halloween by Marilyn Manson on that one? Yes. Yeah, Which I, I have on my like playlist. Personal, right. personal playlist. It's weird, though, because you can't really dance to that. No. Unless you're slow dancing. And if you're slow dancing to that, you got issues. Don't slow dance to Marilyn Manson. <laughs> this album came out in 2008 uh, to commemorate the film's 15th anniversary, uh, which I mean, it's like, it's already been 15 years. That was a long time ago. Um, but it included uh, extra stuff on this album, like, you know, Danny Elfman doing some covers, some readings and things like that. Well, this specific song, uh, Oogie Boogie song by Tiger Army, was not actually released on the physical CD. Um, which, really? Which okay. I actually got from my roommate. That's the you first stole time. from your roommate. Uh, That's what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. So, no, he was a very giving man. He gave me all four seasons of Lost at the time. <laughs> He's a very giving and uh, Oogie Boogie's yeah. song, or, or uh, Nightmare Revisited, rather. Well, then I was scrolling through, you know, uh, iTunes at the time, and I'm like, oh, hey, I remember that. And I bought the album, and it's had Oogie Boogie's song bonus track. I'm like, pardon me. And it was Tiger Army. I'm like, I like that band. And uh, I heard this song, and I was instantly like, well, this is the best thing ever. Yeah. This is my favorite Nightmare Before Christmas That's cover. That's a great find. And uh, it's, it's uh, again, just kind of fun to dance around yeah. to. Once it once the song picks up, so it's either got a really cool vibe or it kind That's of That's the nuts. problem, though. Like, this would be one where I'd get on the dance floor like, oh, yeah, I can dance to this. This is fine. And as the song progresses, I'm like, what have I done? And then you're I'm locked your in. Oh, I'm locked oh, in. I can't, I can't oh, leave the dance floor. I'm sweating <laughs> so much. I love this song. Check it out. You probably haven't heard it, but now you have. All right, well, you know, the night's waning on. We're having a good time with this party. And what, what's that? What's that over there in the sky? It's a Bad Moon Rising. Yeah. By Credence Clearwater Revival. Yeah. Did you hear helicopters? Back. No, that's fortunate song. <laughs> PTSD. Yeah. Uh, no, this song. And, and we, we talked about it. Like, obviously, Moon is associated with Halloween. And right. The whole this whole song is actually about bad things. The basically the apocalypse is coming. It's a bad stuff's coming. So there is a Halloween thing to it. But the reason why I associate it with Halloween is because of an American Werewolf in London. This is the song that's you playing. You haven't seen the movie? Go see the movie. Oh yeah, it's intense. Yeah. But this is the scene where uh, the guys, the, the protagonist, is is trying waiting for the moon to rise because he's worried about what's going to happen he hasn't changed yet and it's right before this amazing transformation scene but he's just killing time listen to this song uh this peaked at number two on the billboard hot 100 john fogarty wrote the song after watching the 1941 film the devil and daniel webster oh okay and it's it, a scene involving a hurricane where everyone's crops are destroyed and except for this guy who made a deal with the devil and that's kind of where he got this inspiration from and it's weird because it has this very upbeat happy sounding tune which this is when you're clapping along with yeah. and you're kind of dancing around it's it's not like a, a jump up and down you one. will automatically appreciate the song for its legendary oh, status it's so but good. It, it doesn't quite feel as halloweeny but the, it does fit here from the get-go i'm like you know i'm clapping along i'm having yeah. a good time but it is like i said this is this one you're gonna do dad dancing to and that's perfectly fine <laughs> you know the hands to the side okay. little snapping okay go on just side to side yeah yeah that's it that's what you do to this song and have a good time and just chat yeah. This, this is more of a I had so many pigs in a blanket. I'm okay with that dancing right now. Good. Yes, you should. But Bad Moon Rising by Credence Clearwater Revival, CCR. Go check it out. All right. We're going to keep it in the 70s. I'm assuming that was the 70s, Joel. 69, but you're close. Oh, so we're going to lead right from 1969 to the 70s. And we're going to go with... Just like the calendar did. This one's a little bit strange, right? Doom, doom. This was 70s? A little bit harder to dance to as well. This is Let's Psycho Killer. Qu'est-ce que c'est? What party... Mm. What party are we dancing for like two hours? Well, Let's you're right. We're okay, so we're, we're sitting on a movies. couch, bobbing our heads right now. That's pretty much what's happening. Absolutely. 
and we're, we're, we're kind of head bobbing to the talking heads. And so this song, people may not actually know when he's just speaking, right? It just kind of sounds like, what are you saying? Does this have anything to do with Halloween? Is this the most redundant song on the planet? Possibly. Because really, like, the, the song just repeats, Psycho Killer. It's French there. And then it gets Halloween-y. Run, better, run, 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 run away. So, fun fact, I know this song because of a meme. Okay. There was a... You guys remember I Can Has Cheeseburger? Yes. There oh, was, yeah. my word. Well, thank you. <laughs> I mean, just keep it's all coming. Wow. It was this website where coming. I just did captions on, on pictures of cats. Yeah. yeah. And this one got passed around the office. Everyone was laughing about it. And it said it was this kind of, you know, weird looking cat. And it just said, Psycho Kitty. Guess que say? <laughs> and I went and everyone's laughing at it. I was like, what? What is this? And they yeah. turned on the song and I'm like, I have no concept of this song. But now every time I hear it, I think of Psycho Kitty. Guess que say? I mean, it's so cute. So this one did come out in 1977, only hit number 92, but the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame named, like much like the song that you chose, Zach, one of the 500 songs that shaped rock and roll. Well, and I think it's yeah. appropriate that we have a psycho killer represented on our Halloween place. We've done monsters and ghouls. Why yeah. not a serial killer? Although they say, like, they kind of said it wasn't about a psycho killer, but everyone attributed this song to the Son of Sam killings, which were about Ooh. the same time. Yeah, so psycho killer, I think it needs to be on the list. I agree. Not as danceable, but we can head bop to it. We're not yeah. dancing. We're done dancing. <laughs> Are we done We're not done night? dancing. We don't dance anymore. No. Oh, no, Zach had dairy. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, so we got to sit down. Oh, no. Why okay. are we this party together? Why don't we bring dates? <laughs> we, are, we are each other's, yeah, we're dates. Each other's dates. <laughs> Gentlemen, let's go back to the 60s. I took my troubles down to Madame Rue. You know that gypsy with the gold cap too. She's got a pad down Now this is an interesting choice, Zach. From 1964, done by the searchers, Love Potion Number 9. Love Potion Number 9. Not so to be confused with a the, slow twist to this one. There we go. Not to be confused with the 1992 film starring a young Sandra Bullock. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, oh, what's his Dini name? Sweeney? Yes. Is he in that one? Yeah. yeah. How do we know this? That was one of those movies that was like always on TV. Yeah. So you always caught it. Yeah. Which it has nothing to do with, like, kind of something to do with the song, but let's talk about the song, shall well, we? Well, the song describes a man who is seeking help to find love. He enlists the help of a gypsy who determines by means of palmistry that he needs love potion number nine. Uh, the potion, an aphrodisiac, causes him to fall in love with everything he sees, kissing whatever is in front of him, eventually kissing a policeman on the street corner <clears throat> who breaks his bottle <clears throat> of love Kent potion. story. Yep. <laughs> the Kent Dunn story. I could not wait for that joke. It was oh, bubbling up in my throat. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> this song is just, I don't know, something about gypsies and potions. And again, it's that, that mid-tempo, go get some punch song. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that I, and again, I just, there's something about this vibe of music that I think fits Honestly, well with Halloween. walking across the room, grabbing everyone's punch, be like, hey, look Damn what I brought man. you, and strutting you to guys, the song. You drinking Very a cool. lot of punch. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's what I do at parties. There's a long line for the bathroom, too, uh, so oh, that's going to be awkward. Yeah, it's. I just have always... It's uh, a good pick. I found this fun. This the original version was put out by the Clovers. I think it went to number 23 on the U.S. Uh, R&B charts, but then uh, like four or five years later in 1964, the Searchers did it, and their version reached number three on the Billboard Hot 100. Perfect. So uh, this is a fun rock song. And for me, honestly, Halloween music is mostly like surfer rock songs and yeah. old, you know, old school rock and roll and stuff like that. This, but this, this is, this is like, you know, a fun little thing you dance with a date with. Totally. Yeah. What do you got, Joel? Well, I'm bringing everyone back to the dance floor again with my newest song. Uh, this is from 2017. I know there's a newer one that Kent has, but uh, this one I heard recently and it just fits so good for my Halloween playlist. 
such a hipster. So this is uh, Alien by USS, also known as Ubiquitous Synergy Seeker. And this was a song I actually heard from uh, Greg on um, Greg's Guide to New Music. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of his Halloween songs. I don't even know if this was on a Halloween episode. It fits so perfectly, but it fits though. so perfectly. It Let's is, be honest, a lot of our playlists are shaped by Greg's Guide to New Music. I mean, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> he does a lot of the Halloween themed ones. Yeah, but uh, this is a Canadian band from Toronto, and they did this song. And just the lyrics: I'm an alien crawling under human skin. Like the the beat is there. This is a definitely like get on the dance floor. This one kicks on, and I'm I'm moving, mm-hmm. but. It's not like it sounds Halloween as much as the lyrics are like aliens. Some about aliens. We don't have aliens represented here on the playlist. Perfect. Extraterrestrials need to be associated with Halloween. Therefore, this is my song I chose. Alien by USS. Give it a listen. It's fun. Guys, uh, I know we've been here for a while. This party's been going a while. Let's get punch. Our tummies are <laughs> acting up. Because of all the punch. I'm going to go drive to CVS or Walgreens. <laughs> but while I drive, I don't want my party to end. So I need some good, scary driving music, which is why I'm going to play this. This song is called Rampage, and it's by Kavinsky. Who Night also call. did Night Call. Nice. Who, which, which was on your romantic playlist. <laughs> you chose, is this not romantic? This one? You will, no, but you'd also so as a Night Call. So this is kind of a modern, I would say a modern throwback to Night on Disco Mountain. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Which yes. I feel like could also Actually, be on this playlist. I get that. But, I, oh, I considered it. But while I'm, while I'm driving, I'm like, I bet they're having such a good time, but still my windows are down. I'm rocking out to this. Oh, this is good. I had not heard this one before. In fact, when you said you were putting Kavinsky in list, I thought it was Night Call. And right, because everyone one, just attributes that one song. And this is just an instrumental song, but it's yeah. got a good rhythm to so it. So I'm kind of cheating because there are no lyrics here. But it's not like a score. So right. I don't think it's cheating. I think you're doing So it. it's also kind of interesting because Kavinsky, his real name is, uh, wow. he's a French musician and DJ. It's Vincent Belorgi. And he has a backstory, right? He has a backstory for Kavinsky, the character. Kavinsky in 1986, this is the story, crashed his Testarossa, but he reappeared 20 years later in 2006 as a zombie. And his purpose was to make electronic music. And the music he writes tells the story of the zombie DJ. What? This is the story of Kavinsky. I never knew that. And it's not just any of his songs. It's all of his songs. And he also kind of bases all of his music off, off of uh, pop culture. TV and movies he's loved, and he says he takes the best parts, hmm. and he makes it house music, essentially. But I feel like it's just so fitting. Whether you're at the party or driving, this song is perfect. I liked it. I actually did not know this one before. It's been added to my playlist since then. Perfect. For my next song, I guess I guess we're doing dancey stuff now. So I'm going to do a dancey song you parents have heard. Ready? <laughs> <laughs> We're all bobbing our heads and dancing right now. We did, the, we did the outward fist bumps. Yeah, we got, we're so cool. <laughs> so this is Spooky Scary Skeletons by Andrew Gold, originally released on his 1996 Halloween album, uh, Halloween Howls, Fun and Scary Music. But if you listen to the original one, it really is a kid's song. Like, totally. Spooky Scary Skeletons and shivers down your spine. Yeah, it's, it's just meant to be uh, a fun... You know, little Halloween song for kids, and it does a good job at that. It's a it's a very listenable song. Uh, however, in the early 2010s, um, it started receiving some internet fame. So basically, people were 
pairing this up with internet videos, with Minecraft videos, um, there was this like, guy. His name is the Living Tombstone. He does a lot of remixes, and he did this one yeah. as well. So the Living. So in 2013, is that what it was? Uh, yeah, in 2013, Israeli-American remix musician Yav Landau, uh, also known as Living Tombstone. Okay, there we go. He created this you know, EDM sort of dance mix to it. And yeah. it just took off. It did. And it became, it, it really, this is tied to internet culture as to why it became so popular. This is a meme. So, uh, I, But it is it has persevered for near 10 years now. I play this game with my, my four-year-old uh, daughter where I just say, we're at lunch and I'll be like, you know, I'm, I'm on lunch break and I'll be down there and I'll be like, okay, name a, a, a word, any word, and I will uh, find a song with that word in it. And tell and, you how it's Greek. Yes, I tell you how it is Greek. No, she, but she said skeleton one time and I played this song and now like every single time she goes, skeleton. And I'm like, we've done that one already. She's like, I know I want to hear it again. You trained her well. So she wants to listen yeah. to the song like all the time. How old is she? Four. Yeah, my four-year-old girl loves this song. Yeah. All, all the time. You play This would be skeletons. next to Perry Get, get all the toddlers on the dance floor yeah. now. <laughs> we play we play the dance one. That's That's how they differentiate. They like both versions. This is the dance one. I get more requests for the dance one. So, Kent, you had your novelty song, like, let's sit around and laugh about the lyrics yep. song. Mm-hmm. After all the toddlers are wiped out from that last song, I think it's time for us to have another kind of novelty <laughs> chat song. So I went with Re Your Brains by Jonathan Colton. But here's an FYI, you're all gonna die screaming. So this Jonathan Colton, if you don't know him, he's actually a very talented writer of songs. And he did this thing where he had a weekly podcast and he challenged himself to write, record, and produce a new song every week for an entire year. And so this is off the Thing A Week album, Thing A Week 2. And it is probably his most popular song. Uh, Still Alive might be up there. But like just the lyrics here. Hey, Tom, it's Bob from the office down the hall. It's good to see you, buddy. How you been? Things have been okay for me, except that I'm a zombie now. I really wish you'd let us in. So this whole song is about a group of zombies trying to get into an office building where these humans had barricaded themselves in. And he's having this regular conversation with Bob and or Tom. He's Bob. And the reason I know this one is because there was like this weird uh, World of Warcraft video where you could, you know, program the characters to move in certain ways or, you know, just get certain moves out of them. And someone took that and put it to this put World of Warcraft clips to this song and it went viral, had like 3 million views and we watched it all the time and got to love this song. But it really is a clever song and it deals with zombies. Just yeah, clever lyrics, good tune. I hadn't heard it actually until this playlist. Really? Yeah, now I love it. He plays it. Uh, if you you got to listen more Jonathan Colton. You'll I love do. his Well, stuff. I know Still Alive and then I just stopped. Oh yeah, like uh, Code Monkey's great. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, there's, there's a bunch. I can get down to it. But this is when he plays at almost every one of his concerts because it is definitely a group sing one and that's kind of how why I wanted to put it on this playlist because when the zombies all start singing, all we want to do is eat your brains. Like I see everyone swaying their arms back and forth and singing along with this one. I love that they say too, they're like, we're not a reasonable. I mean, no one's going to eat your eyes. Like that's kind of an excuse. <laughs> yeah, you can yeah, keep those. Obviously. Yeah. So re re your brains. Like you're replying to an email. I, I have a feeling cool. that when the DJ was playing at the party, you and a couple of your very close friends were requesting this song. Yes. Right. Play it. And everyone else it. is like, we're gonna go have some brownies. Yes, exactly. Right? But we're up front because this is the request hour, and I'm next. Right. I just got back from getting the tums. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Joel got his song. I hope they play my song because no one else is going to know it. But hopefully they love it. <laughs> Many years ago, Brian David Gilbert made a shocking realization about a famous Swedish pop group. Their melodies were impeccable. 
Their lyrics remarkable, their style divine, and yet, just below the surface, a sinister truth lay hiding. With very little, very little alteration, nearly all of their hits could be performed by Halloween villains. Frightened of what he learned, Brian buried his discovery in the dark recesses of his mind and swore to never share it with the world until now. Welcome. You just gotta hear a little bit. What on earth? Here we go. Everyone's like, oh, what is this? Is this the beautiful <laughs> voice of ABBA? So this is not Anyetta. <laughs> yeah, is this Anyetta? No, this is, this is a basic YouTuber who thought he was really funny. And so he started doing remixes, very slight remixes of five ABBA songs. And this is Money, 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 Gimme, 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 SOS, and Under Attack. And also Lay All Your Love on Me, which is sung by a vampire, which has become Lay All Your Blood. Lay All Your Blood on Me. And yes. it's so... Dumb. But the it's album so is called Abba. That's pretty clever. <laughs> is it clever? I'm pretty clever. It, that made me laugh. These guys came up on a Spotify playlist a couple of months, or this guy, a couple months ago, and I was like, I should hate it, but I don't. I mean, it's relevant to our year in Bacon Sale where we listened to their entire discography. Well, that's yeah. the thing. This is definitely a song you can dance to because it's Abba. Yeah. But it also has a, a Halloween but, twist. But like the lyrics are, I feel a kind of fear when Van Helsing is near. <laughs> yeah. That's so dumb. And then don't go wasting your emotion. Same line. And then lay all your blood on me. Yeah. So dumb. Are people leaving the party no, now? No, that's, that's after when it's like, novelty songs? Uh, who invited Joel and Kent? Because they just chose like personal favorites and that's it. Um, I never thought that I would miss Pierce Brosnan singing. <laughs> <laughs> but this song made me made me miss him. Yeah. When you go. <laughs> well, we're doing kitschy stuff, and I think this is the uh, I don't know the definition of it at Halloween here. Yes, definitely. I mean, is it kitschy because it's so iconic, though? It is it's iconic. Just a jump to the left. Because even if we're sitting down, right, then it's we're gonna want to start line dancing. Yeah. I hate this movie. Oh, oh yeah, it's, oh, of it's terrible. I love this yeah. song. Um, I I like this movie way more than I should. I made my wife watch it, and I am shocked she's still with me. Uh, <laughs> she hated it so much. But I, I every year listen to the soundtrack to Rocky Horror. I like the music. That's similar to a Nightmare Before Christmas. I like covers of it. Mm-hmm. But Time Warp is just so fun. And when it comes out at a party, everybody gets on and starts doing the dance. But yep. also the thing is, in the movie, this is a, a really just a dance. I mean, it's all musical, but this is like a dance break where you're learning the dance and everyone's dancing together and you're kind of getting to know the monsters. And mm-hmm. But it's just, it's fun. It's yeah, so much it's so fun. fun. It needs to be there. I, and you know, it really drives me insane. Yay, 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 yay. I do. I will defend the movie to a certain point. Uh, you know, it's so bad, it's good sort of thing. Well, that's why they have midnight showings of yeah. it, right? Like it's meant to be a it's cult campy. favorite. It's supposed to be. Yes. yes. But this song like is far superior to the movie that it comes from. And it, this will live on and people may, you know, may not know that it even comes from a movie. They're just like, oh, I've, I've heard this song for years. And also was Tim Curry kind of born to play Frankenfurter? So good. So good. He's Pennywise for me. He always will be. Oh, no. It's, they, they say you know a lot about a person from how they know Tim Curry. It's always Frankenfurter for me. Is it? Always. Not the devil from legend? Nope. Satan? <laughs> Joel. All right. We got done with the line dance. And I'll tell you what. Let's bring the tempo up one more time with some Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> and out. They're tripping out, guys. Beware. Beware. 
be very, very aware. Lumps and woozles. That's right. Very. I'm Have having lumps and woozles. I'm having a wholesome dream, like so, in Zach, an Amsterdam club. Zach, those yeah, weren't tums that I gave you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> very large drugs. This wow. is another one I heard from Greatest Guide to New Music. Uh, but this one, I as soon as I came on, because Information Society, I know from the '80s. Yeah, loved their music back then. What did they do? What's that one song? I want to know what you're you're thinking. thinking. There we go. Yeah. Uh, They did a couple or two, but this one, uh, Heffalumps and Woozles, is from Winnie the Pooh and the Blustery Day. Yeah. And it's when... Which is still incredibly trippy. When Winnie the Pooh has this fever dream about these Heffalumps and Woozles, or elephants and weasels, Mm -hmm. and it's bizarre and it's eerie. And this song, the beat is amazing. It has these ups and downs. It's cool electronic noises. This is probably the one that will get me moving... Yeah, probably the How one you get with the most. This one though, it's it's a jump up and down kind of one. Like okay. you got glow sticks, you're you're having a good it's like time. Like fist pumping. Yes. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. So, are you the rave guy that's spinning the glow that's sticks? That's me. Yep. Yep. I'm oh. doing Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh, so Zach, you're in your fever dream. Uh huh. Joel's a rave kid. Uh huh. What? Yeah. I don't oh, know what's happening at this I point. I can't do it. I. And I well documented. I'm a big fan of Winnie the Pooh. I had never heard of this song. Never heard this song. But and I I don't remember what I said in our our text message thread. But I think I said I think Joel. You said you, this slaps. I said <laughs> I'm like you found a gem. And, it's a gem. And I'm like this is really good. This is right up my alley. Yeah. Uh, and I'm so glad you found it. Yeah. And the Halloween feel does come from the fact that I know where it's associated with with. You know, we have the poo and that creepy scene when he's having the, the dream about the Heffalumps and Woozles. But I feel like it does translate as well just on its own. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As a Halloween just as, song. as a vibe, for sure. Thank you, Joel. I mean, you gave me my second win back because I was feeling kind of ill. And now I'm ready to get back on the dance floor with that song. And that continues with this one. Oh, geez. Oh. That, that beginning kind of got oh, you? Yeah. Speaking of gems. Kent said, this is our newest one on the playlist. Yes, it is. I mean, we're talking brand a new. month and a half 2022. Old. Kent, I don't think you even said anything. I think you just sent the link to the chat and just said, boom. It, yeah. was, it was the... Uh, and Zach listened know. to it four months later. <laughs> yeah. It was, it's it, just like, like me with any one of your links. Nine hours after my son was born, you sent this link. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Zach, don't you want to hear a cool song by a cool band? Yeah. And you're like, I'm a little busy. What song is it, Kent? What it's band called is it? it? You Make Me Feel Like It's Halloween by Muse. Yeah. Very, very new off their very recent album. Yes. I'm not a big fan of music videos, but this is a must-watch music video. Well, and I feel like this is bringing it back to the old days. Yeah. Right? And music videos are all about, like, anti-authority and that whole thing. But this one, they tried really hard to make it something special. Yeah. And it goes into obvious references to The Shining, The Exorcist, Scream, Friday 13th, Fee for Vendetta, Christine. Sorry, it. Joel. It's... <laughs> Things, I like the apologize for Christine. I know. <laughs> I, I almost feel like I have to apologize for Christine. <laughs> Christine! Oh, I hate that movie. But the music video, I mean, it's spinning around hallways. It's Muse doing their typical thing. And it has this modern instrument. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's called the organ. The way they use the <laughs> organ in this song yeah. is super cool. And Muse has only done that a few times. This one is probably the most rockin' from their new album. I love how, like, so non-subtle it is because it's just meant to be a Halloween song yeah, and make that's you feel it. like it's Halloween. Yes. Uh, best use of the organ since Interstellar? I would agree. Now, here's the funny thing, though. This was almost an instantaneous add to my 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 personal Halloween playlist, Kent. Wait, almost? What do you mean almost? I mean, I, I, listen, I listened to it, and I was like, yeah, it's fine. Then, or no, I watched the music video. I was like, that was fun, because it was just on my computer. Yeah. But then when I like turned it on like my good sound system, I'm like, that's the way you're supposed to listen to Muse. Yes. Yeah. And it was like, okay, I'm adding this. But my wife hates it. 
Hey, she hates but this Does song. she hate Muse? No, she hates robot voices. <laughs> Which and this, we this established like, in season one yeah. with Dalek voices. <laughs> yeah, she hates them. Exterminate. But that's what she feels like. She hears that Halloween. Halloween. And she's like, nope, what, turn it's it off. It's not throughout the whole song, though, right? No, Is it's it the just, chorus, though. That's all she needs to hear, and she hates it. Yep, she can't stand it. So, what? Yeah. So I feel bad putting this on there, but so she, do you have to turn it down like it's a swear word in listen, a song? No. <laughs> she does. Well, she doesn't like Kavinsky either because oh, of the same right. reason. The night call. She's yeah. like night call. But uh, this is my wife doesn't listen to a lot of Halloween music anyway. So sure. Mm. Yeah. So I'll. I'll so this there. is the secret ad for you on the playlist. Yeah. This is when I'll be like, hey, honey, why don't you go uh, call the kids, check on the kids, see if they're okay. Yeah. And yeah. I'll, yeah. Exactly. And I'll be on the dance floor. With but I feel like again. on the dance floor this time, same with Huffle Ups and Woozles. I feel like the light show is going to be spectacular. Yes. Yeah. Do a killer job. Yeah. Uh, this is a great song. Yeah, it's I, so fun, right? I love it. Is it's, Zach DJ, DJing this party? Like, is he up there doing the lights and, and totally. lights and sirens? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I th- yeah, the instant add to the playlist. Great song to play loud. Yes. Yeah. You need a good bass. Also, can we throw good, a little quick, over. a quick shout out to uh, DJ Rob? Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I got a lot of my songs from his playlist for as well. sure. And uh yeah, it's what he does. He's yes. great at it. That's true. Love I, you, Rob. I, I uh, definitely got some songs from him as well. Yeah. So uh including uh this next one which is the weirdest ad to my playlist because I don't know. I like pop music, but just, just listen. So this is Skeleton Sam. Hey kids, come back. Is this, is this Megan Trainer? It might as well be. Or is it Rob Schneider's daughter? No, this is from the Descendants. Part four. <laughs> might as well be. Or zombies. Yeah. Oh, Hold on. No. No, Zach, I get it. Pop music is necessary. Pop music is fun. Oh, yeah. You can totally dance. That's totally. Why it's yeah. made to dance. Why I had, I, but, like, tell me more about this song. I don't. I don't and why know. do I know it? Why, I what is the name why. of the song? Uh, so it's called Skeleton Sam right. by Lovecraft. Lovecraft That's, is like this weird little side project of a bunch of producers. So it's it's uh, Los Angeles producers who... Uh, no, you say Lovecraft. It's L-V-C-R-F-T. L-V-C-R-F-T. It's all like an acronym. Yeah. Uh, Evan Kid Bogert, a.k.a. Lil Pumpkin. They have dumb names. I'm not going to read them. Amanda Warner, Peter Wade Kush. Individually, each they, like, they work on producing other people's stuff, including stuff from like Mark Ronson, uh, Beyonce, Rihanna, Kylie Minogue, and a bunch of others. The feel of it actually they, has the makings of a modern classic. Yeah, they put together yeah. other... Yeah popular pop songs yeah and they said hey i like halloween you like halloween let's do this random side project this came out in uh, 2019 this is a whole album uh yeah and oh, a cool. couple of albums i'm gonna check it um out. and they said we're gonna make halloween pop music and they have worked with a bunch of other uh, other singers other collaborators and every time they come onto the project they're not trying to be like hey we've got so-and-so they're going under different names ghost malone scary on grande Deja, Deja Voodoo, Count Dracula. Did you they know. just watch The Simpsons' Treehouse of Horror? Yeah. And then just be like, I like that name. The I'm going to use credits. that one. Norman Crates. Yeah. Ah. Stuff like that. Uh, and it's this just a goofy like song. It, it was between this. I had to put a basically a kid's pop song on. It was between this and the one that's at the end of Hotel Transylvania. One of them that oh, my wife yeah. absolutely loves. I, I like Just the, don't do the Macarena one, which is from the I enjoyed this one, Zach. I was actually... Um, I was standing up when I was listening to this one. Like I think I was helping like make some dinner. Yeah, and this one came on, and I really did kind of the bob back and forth to it. It's and got I, that. I think the the instant rebuking for me is like it's so polished. It's, yeah, but at the same time, it's perfect. It's for made the by season. producers. It's, yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, it, this it was this one instead of I'm in love with a monster by Fifth Harmony. Thank you. So thank you very much. This was choice. the better choice. But honestly, check out the rest of Lovecraft. They and the books too. Some fun stuff. He's a good author as well. Well, I don't know about all that. L V C R F T. 
Uh, it, it's kind of weird. It's like if someone was a fan of Lovecraft and wanted to put it on their license plate. Yeah, there you go. I like that. Well said. Have fun with your pop music. Speaking of pop music, let's go to Estonia, shall we? This is weird. Your Can you picture a little doll in the corner? Oh, creepy. Oh, you've lost me. So this is uh, Walking on Air by an artist named Curly. Curly? I don't know how to say it. K-E-R-L-I. Joel, you're a Halloween hipster. <laughs> I try, but no. This, these are all songs. songs my playlist too. These are all songs that have come to me in some ways. This was a music video where I, I don't remember. It was late at night, and like there was maybe it was around October. But this song came on, and it is very much got that creepy vibe to it. Is it wrong? It's kind of S E X Y. Uh, well, I think it's intentional because it's the okay. pop, the pop song thing going on. Sure, but the song itself, like it has that, little, it has a creepy, intentional creepy vibe at the beginning there. But the song is about quote following your dreams and just going with the flow. Because the little creepy girl that comes from a little creepy place, she has a big dream and loves music and nobody believes in her. That's kind of the point of it. So, uh, Carly, I'm just going to say it that way. She made this song because her mother told her a story about in the black, black woods, there was a black, black town. In the black, black town, there was a black, black house. And in the black, black house, there was oh. a black, black cupboard. And in the black, black cupboard, there was a white box. And the Mick Jagger big, loves this. The big, black, <laughs> bug, blood. Good to be good, bury me, the big, black, blood. Yeah. But this song, Walking on Air, has been featured on So You Think You Can Dance in a couple seasons. It was on Dancing with the Stars. It was on Fringe. It was the uh, iTunes free single of the week, and it was downloaded more than 550,000 times and is the largest free single of the week in the, in the total history of download history. How do you iTunes. dance to this? So this song does get a little more upbeat. Okay, so in less interpretive there. dance, yeah, more upbeat. Yeah, because at the beginning there, you're sure. kind of like, da, da, da. And this this is kind of a Bob one. Maybe it is a punch okay. one. Love but it. But it definitely creates an atmosphere, and it's I liked spooky. It. And it had a different feel from a lot of the other songs I, I had on my playlist. So I want to have this one kind of just to swing the tone around a little bit. But it's creepy. It's fun. And I enjoy it. So Walking on Air by Curly. Carly. All right. Well, you went really hipster with that one, and it's going to beat my hipster choice. But my hipster choice for this one is a personal. What you're saying, the zombie DJ Kavinsky was not your hipster choice? No, it was not. That was when I had to run and get Tums. But this one. Tums for your Tum Tum. It's I want people to dance. What? Is it Billie Jean? Sounds like Billie Jean. It's not Billie Jean. This is Beware the Moon by The Living End. The Living End is a band yeah. I've loved since 1999 when they did Prisoner of Society. The Prisoner of Society. There you go. Oh. They're, they're an Aussie punk band from back in the day, and I've loved these guys for 20 years now. And they're very, uh, they're rockabilly reminiscent, not quite giving us a rockabilly representation that we all need. But this one came from a, uh, t- it was actually a secret track to a 2000 album called White Noise. And I've always just... Remember you know, Secret Tracks? I love that. Kids these fact, days don't get Secret Tracks. That's why I was like, oh, I really love that song, but it will never be on Spotify because it's a Secret Track. It's on Spotify, so it's on our playlist. Nice. And so this one is meant to be reminiscent, uh, I mean, almost directly. It starts with Billie Jean, but then it goes almost to be a kind of a, a tributary sequel okay. to Thriller. Okay. Because it's just the singer talking about really being interested in this girl, and she likes to go for walks in the park by herself. And likes to take him along, but then all of a sudden you have to beware the moon because that's when she changes into a werewolf. Oh! And he almost dies of fright. And it's a really singable one. Like it's it's still kind of a, a punk rockabilly song, but it, you can sing along really easily to it. I love this one. It's I, I listen to it all of the time, even outside of Halloween. It's so, really cool. Beware the moon, the Good living riff. end. Yeah. Mine also is is really cool. 
I, it, no. Remember that band Manhattan Transfer, the, like the singing group? No, you don't. Your no. parents probably do, though. <laughs> like Mannheim Steamroller. Okay. <laughs> a lot like that. Uh, this is, okay, a little, little setup here. This is a song that I'd never heard of until I went to the Desert Star Playhouse. And at the end of every show, they do what's called an oleo, uh-huh. where they sing a bunch of songs. Yeah. And they do skits and sketches and things that are just meant to make you laugh. Yeah. But they had an opening uh, sort of song where they sung this, and I loved it. This is called Twilight Zone slash Twilight Tone. You're moving through a land of both shadow and substance of things and ideas. Guiding you through a wondrous love it. journey. Is the hypnotic sound of the Twilight Tone? What? Little disco. <laughs> I'm kind of liking the vibe for the end of this party, actually. We're winding down? I think it's winding down. We're putting plates away. I mean, Zach's dancing like nobody's watching because a lot of people have left. <laughs> so. <laughs> Is that the Batusi? Is that from a James Bond movie? Might as well be. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Ready? Ready? Here in the twilight. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Zach dances like George Lazenby. <laughs> he, he takes that as a compliment. Yeah, he does. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So this is Twilight Zone, Twilight Tone. Twilight Tone. But it just has like, it begins with Twilight Zone. And, and then does it co- ever come back to it? it? Yeah, they sprinkle that back. And in obviously you have like a Rod Serling type later in voiceover. The yeah, the, one of the uh, artists in the, in the yeah. group um, basically tried to make a Rod Serling type voice. I'm glad we had a disco-esque song there. Yeah. This came out in 1979. It was actually released on Halloween in the album Extensions. I haven't listened to the rest of the album. I have listened to That's all you need. two songs from them. Sure. I know them because they were on one episode of Home Improvement in the 90s. <laughs> Were so, they? Yep. Wait, the band or the song was? The, the song, and they were like singing a cappella. Okay. They're like, it's a quartet. It's basically Perfect. American ABBA, obviously. <laughs> um, I have no idea if that's true because I haven't listened to their music. But this song, when they, they sang it on stage, I'm like, this is fun. I've never heard this before. This is great. And then I pulled it up and went, you know. Hey, look. It's, it's disco. It's fun. I think we all forget the Halloween episodes of any ABC show, but Home Improvement so had some great Halloween so episodes. So good. Did. I love the costumes on Halloween episodes of sitcoms. Yeah. The, um, when they do the Inagata De Vida and they're yeah. like abducted by aliens. Mm-hmm. Classic. Yeah. But Save that for go. that show. Right. A Manhattan transfer, Twilight Tone. I'm going to keep the 70 feel rolling because we talked about this song before on Bacon Sale on our 70s one hit wonders because this is ah, this is a classic Halloween song that probably should be played at every Halloween party. Uh It's Werewolves of London. Oh, nice. Werewolves of London. This came out in 1978. Uh, it's from his third studio solo album, Excitable Boy, and uh, the track features Fleetwood Max, Mick Fleetwood, and John McVie doing uh, oh. drums and, and bass, I think. We were trying different things. We <laughs> were smoking funny things. Kind of, yeah. It's but he wrote, like, kid rock. we talked about this before in the other episode, but this was a joke. This was a joke. They were watching uh, the 1935 film Werewolf of London. And uh, one of his buddies suggested, hey, you should write a... Phil Everly from the Everly Brothers said, you should make this the title of a song and do a dance craze. 
And he's like, yeah, sure. Totally going to do it. So they wrote it up in like 15 minutes. None of them took the song seriously. And then it was on the Billboard Top 40 chart for over a month. Unbelievable. People really dug this song. And he's like, I didn't even think it was going to be played on the radio. I mean, the song in concept is kind of horrible, right? Like, I don't enjoy it until it plays. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I like this song. Well, good. Honestly, the chorus, that, that howl totally works. Well, and it did experience a resurgence. Like, it maybe you know, would have gone away. But then Tom Cruise... You know, he has the power of uh, bringing songs to popularity. Yeah, magic. But he, in The Color of Money, he sing, he lip syncs to this song. And so in 1986, it got that resurgence. And I think it's kind of just stuck since then. That was the, wow. okay. the part where it stuck. But it's a fun song. This is more of a chill kind of a dance, you know? We're winding down, dude. We're winding down. Yeah. There you go. Werewolves of London. I just played <laughs> the Manhattan Transfer. I, I love how our second win lasted for approximately five and a half minutes. We need more punch. <laughs> We need more punch, we're all like Zach was doing disco dance. He's like, I am done. I'm done. And we're all just we're getting a little old, right? Yeah. But true. we don't want to leave too early. No. But I also want to relax a little bit more. So I'm gonna keep it in the slower vein, right? Because I feel like this belongs when people are like, should I stay? Should I go? Oh, we're playing Sudash Nature or Shago? About the same time period, because this is a song by the specials and it's called Ghost Town. And so this song, also not specifically a Halloween song. But listen to that vibe. Those chords. So this was a UK hit number one for 10 weeks in 1981. So just after the 70s, we're going to keep it right there. And this is at a time, this song is actually about riots in the British inner cities and poverty, unemployment. And so it literally is about a ghost town, right? Like what the UK could become. But the vibe of this song hits right. There's something about it that sounds like it's on a Sega Genesis game. <laughs> yeah, Somewhere. I agree. But it kind of feels like here, like the the bass in the background, almost like a zombie's kind of droning at the yeah. same time. Well, that's because this song immediately makes me think of Shaun of the Dead. Right. Exactly. Like thank it, you. Very much associated with that movie because they do they feature it in the soundtrack. And that's where I kind of learned about it and started to enjoy it. Yeah. And if you see the music video, that's where I first found it. I think it was like maybe on the box is like a replay of something like popular, like 20 years before that. And it was, it's just this band in a car in the UK, they recorded like a Sunday morning. So there was no one on the roads at all. And it really did. It feels so eerie by sound and by the music video. And so every Halloween, Wait, I, I think of this song, but you're saying it's about poverty. Yeah, it is. Then why do they have the chorus of ghouls singing? Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly, because it's old ska. <laughs> and that's all they had. But it does fit on a Halloween playlist. Totally. Somehow. Totally. And it, it is kind of like as the party's winding down, you're like, oh, this is nice. Let's just chill. This would be when we kind of like do that fast slow dance too, where you're kind of just like hanging on to each other. It's like, yeah, we're tired, but we're still going to keep dancing. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mentioned earlier that we're going to listen to Oingo Boingo again. So we're going to listen. It's been a while. Oingo I kind of forgot they existed. Most people do until it's Halloween. This is No One Lives Forever uh, from the oh. 1985 album, Dead Man's Party. You just made me get up off the couch. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so just, fun. It's a head There's bobber. still some life left in this party, guys. It's a head, it's a head bobber for sure. Now, I... It's, it's part right here. It's so fun. But this is a song that you start to go, oh, yeah. I know they do the Dead Man's Party, but this one's more aggressive. Yeah. This one's more, you know, I want to bite something. I don't know why. Wow. Bi oh, not fight, but bite, no, bite something. Arr. It's Zach it's, might be a werewolf. 
Yeah, you maybe it's will. true. There's no one lives forever. Quit complaining, brother. Because <laughs> you might want to bite I'm, me. I'm so happy dancing while the Grim Reaper cuts, 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 but he can't catch me. Mm-hmm. There's something mischievous about this song in a fun way that is right in the spirit of what good Halloween songs should I, have. Yeah. I think everyone at the party will appreciate a Boingo surprise. Just saying. Much better than a meatball surprise. <laughs> yep. I'll get some more tubs. It's fine. Zach, you breathe some life back into this party. I think I think the crowd is ready to get a little crazy and just enjoy some Euro pop trash. Oh, uh, we just lost them. They're gone. Nope. The five people that were here walked out. Everyone is on the dance floor. We're right. We got the glow sticks again. No, I think people are dancing and they're like, you know what? I'm actually kind of into this. Who Who is this? This is Aqua. Oh. You may think that they oh. only had Barbie Girl as their hit. I did. But then they also have this one where they have lyrics such as, Kids and children fight, pumpkin and candlelight. You must be the fearsome one at junior high tonight. Wait, well, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I think I glazed over. And then I heard that last part. Yeah. No, this is this is <laughs> just, just to clarify. They don't speak English, do they? No, this is a, this is a corny, terrible Europop trash. There is something endearing about it, though. Like I agree. It, it starts with this with this cheesy scream ripoff where he's like, I got your number. She's like, oh, no, no. It is horribly acted. But then when it actually kicks into the chorus. I, I start like enjoying it again. And I do feel like we need to have that kind Thank of, you. you know, Euro pop intentional dance music right there. Yes. And right. this did not hit it very big at all. This wasn't a big hit of theirs. This came out uh, February 2000 and that they never. You mean the Barbie girl band didn't have another hit? Yeah, they what? did try. It's Candyman. Well, my oh my. Yeah, but <laughs> obviously uh, no, there's there no toy box. That's for sure. This was on their album Aqua, which I believe was their follow up to Barbie Girl or maybe soon thereafter. It was in 2000. Albums? Wow. Yeah, but not not a lot of hits on here. But uh, Joel, thank you. I, I think you fell on the sword for that one. And I'm so glad you did. Yeah. So Halloween very Aqua. Much. Give it a give it a listen. It's cheesy, but it's fun. Can't right. bring us home. Okay, guys. Yeah, I've been playing some some slower songs. You guys kind of hyped it up at the end. And I feel like there's something missing. There's something pretty major missing. And I hope you guys know this song. Wait, did the people that just drove away start driving back to the party? <laughs> What's that playing in the dance Because house? Party Part 2 just started. Frickin' Ghostbusters. That's not the title. <laughs> Why is this song so good? It shouldn't be. It is such a novelty song, and yet it's still so good. I actually, I really think the song shouldn't be good because there's so much mystery behind the writing of this song. But Ray Parker Jr., who sang this song and uh, reportedly wrote this song, <laughs> he said he was, you know, watching these old commercials at night that were just like, "Call now and we'll solve this problem." And that's kind of what the Ghostbusters do in the movie. And he's like, "That's what's going to happen in the movie. If there's something strange in your neighborhood, who, who are you going to call?" Ghostbusters. And it was meant to be cheesy. But then the song became so iconic for the 1980s. Yeah. And even today and for every party. Yeah. My, my, my kids love this song. They love singing along every time they say, who are you going to call? And they love yelling Ghostbusters, which still to this day, if you say to someone, oh, who are you going to call? They're immediately going to get that gleam in their eye and be like, I'm going to say it. Yeah. Don't say it. Kids love this song and they've never even seen the movie. Yeah. It's so popular. Every like, kids dance event I did, they'll just yell the the who you gonna call? Ghostbusters. Yeah. They love it. 
Yeah. And I know we've talked a little bit about the writing of the song, and this is a Halloween show, but I just really quick want to say that Huey Lewis and the new... Actually, Joel, can you say this part? That Huey Lewis and the News sued Ray Parker Jr.? Thank you very much. Yes. It's uh, similar to your warm-up. My, yeah, my warm-up is Ray Parker Jr. sued Huey Lewis and because the News. Because we've talked about this, but uh, they claim he stole the baseline from their song, I Want a New Drug, and it was settled out of court, and they just couldn't talk about it. But then Huey Lewis talked about it in an interview in the past, like, five years. And so Ray Parker Jr. sued him. For breach of contract, right? But then even the, the filmmaker said, hey, when we set, told Ray Parker Jr. to write the song, and he only had a couple weeks, we gave him this song as, like, backing. It was temp track. It was a temp track. Oh no! Wow. And so it definitely was stolen. But at the same time, it is so good. Yeah, I think it brought people to the movie. Other than just the movie being great. Yeah, this is it's perfect, it and really it works is. in every well. This kind of playlist for sure. One of the lyrics kind of weird, like "Ooh, I hear it likes the girls." <laughs> The ghost. I'm afraid of no ghost. Slimer loves the girls. Yeah, I don't like that lyric. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, it's a little a, weird. No, the thing is, you, th- you pick apart any lyric of any Halloween yeah. song, and it's going to be like, mm, I don't know about that. And this is another one of those iconic 80s videos, right? So yeah, Ivan Reitman, the director of the movie, he directed the music video, and so a bunch of his buddies just showed up for free. That was the weird thing. Like The music video is like this, this black and neon house where Ray Parker Jr. is stalking this girl. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, hey, there's Rick. Uh, Rick Branis isn't random because he's in the movie. But then right. it's like John Candy. Chevy Chase. Why not? Uh, Danny DeVito, Terry Garr, Carly Simon, Peter Falk. Yep. Why? I have no idea. But it kind of works. <laughs> I don't know. It fits in the time period. It's so corny. So yeah, I, I needed to kind of finish off my playlist with that because if I need redemption, that's the song to do it. And that is finishing off our individual playlist. But then to end the party, we have Thriller, the song of songs. Because this song is, this whole playlist has been brought to you by Thriller. Because if, if your Halloween party does not play Thriller, it's a stupid hipster party and you should leave immediately. Yeah, truly. They're like, oh, I don't want to play that song. No, this is the Halloween party song. And it's so weird to me that it did surpass, like, novelty. Like, it's not Werewolf Bar Mitzvah by uh, Tracy Jordan Spooky from 30 Rock. scary. Which that they're making fun of Thriller because it really is a campy, corny Halloween song. Yeah. But it works so well. And the music video, I'll say it. Best music video of all time. Of all time? Yes. Of all time. Yeah, it's easy. Because, and I used to watch the uh, Beyonce would like a word. <laughs> <laughs> I have, uh, I have the, as part of my horror movie training with my kids, I do the music video thriller, and then we immediately watch the making of thriller, because I'm like, you need to see how this was made, because it was a huge endeavor for a music video. Yeah. And it, it it's changed so the game. It's so good. It's so much fun. And I think it is a great ending to this party, because then at the end, you get Vincent Price rapping. <laughs> which is weird to say, but you get the laugh at the end echoing yeah. in the corridor. And then it's like, okay, lights come on. Party's over. Thank you for coming. Party favors by the door. Perfect. There's party favors. Yeah. There's severed fingers. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Lady. Fingers. I mean, they're free. Yes. Yeah. But there you go. That is our bacon cell Halloween party playlist. And I hope this was helpful because I often think, oh, Christmas has the music, right? Halloween, it's a little bit kitschy. But I, even with these 31 songs, mm-hmm. I think we put together a pretty good playlist. We did. But wait, there's more. There's more. What? Well, because as we had such a hard time deciding on which songs to pick, we are going to be releasing a director's cut. A, a Snyder, Snyder cut. cut. Yeah. <laughs> which is significantly longer than this playlist of, of some more picks that we put on there. And you can find it at patreon.com slash if you're a patron. It's about twice as long. So yeah. for those of us that want longer parties... 
No yeah. thanks. Yeah. It's like four hours. It's long. Know. Yeah. But it includes a lot of other songs that we really felt bad cutting from this playlist. We want to get this one down to the bare essentials. Well, let's face it. We want to get down to 31 songs because that fit yeah. the theme. OCD. But there's, we know there are so many other good Halloween songs out there. So if we did not talk about one that you love, let us know on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. What songs do you play at your Halloween party? You know, that was really fun. It was. I appreciate it. Great good, way to kick good, off good the Halloween season. To the se- I yeah. agree. Good kickoff. You know what else is fun, though? Patrons. They're Love fun. those patrons. You guys are all the greatest. All of you are tier one to me. You but keep the lights off here in the Bacon Cave during the Halloween season. Yeah, like we that. turn them off. Because we turn them off for the Halloween, all true. of October. Yeah. We're recording in the dark. Well, we're going to shout out a couple of special categories, including the I Am The Listener tier, where we have Ryan and Marley, Lady Terry A. Finley, Alicia Bass, Braden Winterton, Jennifer Kilkowski, Adam and Rachel Crump, Biodor, the king, the city must empty. We must make for the refuge of Helm's Deep. Scott's break. <laughs> <laughs> Sir and Madam Hicks, Andrew dancing through the fire, Rocky and Steph, Debbie Foster, Dave Kelly, Casey Cummings, Juice the Cooler King Swallow, and Angela Plotz. Then, of course, we have our baking council, which includes Nicole sitting in the Sinbin Hale, the one, the only Chris Anderson, Stephen, everyone's favorite Ross, Her Royal Highness Jessica Terry, Star Wars expert Kyler, our favorite couple, the Madsons, Glow Clendaniel, Spencer Myers, Allison Gall, Johnny English, The Brick, Josh from Rebel One TV, Shannon West, and Baker. Thank you, patrons. Thank you, patrons. You are the oingo to our boingo. Oh, I don't like that. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76 Joel on Twitter, or you can find me performing with QuickWits. They perform at the Midvale Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the QuickWits Facebook page. You can find me at Twitter or Instagram at Kenny3DD. You can read my movie reviews at ShowtimeShowdown.com. If you'd like to connect with me, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at TumblingMustard. But more importantly, make sure you're following Bacon Sale. Please like that Facebook page and visit at Bacon Sale on Twitter and Instagram. While you're doing that, stop by tpublic.com slash Bacon Sale. We have an awesome shirt. That's a pumpkin, and it says bacon sale on the jack-o'-lantern. So spooky. adorable. You should get it, tpublic.com slash bacon sale. And then if you like what's going on here and you want to support us further, patreon.com is the place to go where you can get all sorts of benefits, as we mentioned, the Snyder Cut of bacon sale playlists. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Among many other things, patreon.com slash bacon sale. So until next time, I've had a fair amount of punch. Anyone know where the restroom is? I know I I'm ignoring the tune and applauding the lyrics. There might be something wrong with me. We enjoy stretching. Is it the mailman watching? <laughs> Well, spooky nepotism. <laughs> well, I am spooky Halloween. Monster, monster rap to the monster <laughs> no. rap. Oops, you broke it. Yeah. This is a punchable song, but I just want to so yell. Much. When a, a man with a strong voice is just laughing maniacally, you're going to have a good time. Punctuation matters, kids. But I feel yeah, like yeah. we need rockabilly representation. For sure. In life and on this playlist. Yeah. And if you're slow dancing to that, you got issues. Don't slow dance to Marilyn Manson. Oh no, Zach had dairy. Get all the toddlers on the dance floor now. 
who invited Joel and Ken? Halloween. Halloween. Those yeah, weren't tums that I gave you. I never thought that I would miss Pierce Brosnan singing. You're a Halloween hipster. <laughs> yeah, Zach dances like George Lazenby. I want to bite something. I don't know why.